What's up everybody, this is Jared Dewitt Henson and you're watching Studio22Live.tv You are tuned in to Studio22Live.tv Podcast episode number 17 Studio22Live.tv Studio 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 podcast where we discuss valuable topics, interview amazing people sharing their stories and valuable lessons learned to educate, empower, and impact lives across the world. Studio 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 we are talking music. The music industry is rough. Things are changing. We went from tapes to CDs, to vinyl tapes to CDs to, uh, you know, MP3s. Now we're streaming. And, and, and the music has changed from really good music to okay music, then, uh, then powerful music, then crazy music, then music. You're like, what is this? But I'm so excited to have our special guest today because this young lady, she's giving life back to the music industry. She's an extremely talented artist who I believe is the future of music. She goes by the name of Miss Lydia Renee, all the way from LA, and we're so honored to introduce her to our listeners as we dedicate today's podcast to the rising stars in music who's going to breathe new life into the music industry, and it is definitely, definitely needed. We need some good music so I'm so excited. We got a special treat as we have an amazing interview with Miss Lydia Renee from California on Steel22Live.tv podcast. I'm so excited about it. But before we get started, I always love to start the show off on a high positive note. So next up is our joke of the week. This one's called Jesus is Watching. One night, a robber smashed into the back door of a house and started taking everything in the home. As he was taking all the valuables and putting them in his bag, all of a sudden, he heard someone say, Jesus is watching you. He said, what? But didn't hear anything. So he kept on stealing from the home. When he started to pick up the television, he heard a voice again. Jesus is watching you. And he said it again. Jesus is watching you. This time the robber turned on his flashlight and pointed it towards the voice and said, who is that? And there was a parrot in the cage. And the parrot said, I am Moses. And the robber said, Moses? Who in the world would name a parrot Moses? And the parrot said, the same man that would name that pit bull in the corner. Jesus. <laughs> Woo. And that's our joke of the week. Next up is our birthday shout outs. And I want to give a special shout out to Brooke Moss, Alan Wilson, Chandra Nelson, Ernestine Pratcher, Ellie Washington, Keith Booker, and last but not least, Anita Briggs Lolly. Happy birthday from Steel22Live.tv. On today's show, we're talking music, and we have an extremely talented artist who I believe is the future of music. She goes by the name of Lydia Renee. 
I'm so excited to have her on. I've been following her for a little bit, and she just in is she's just an incredible, incredible, talented, talented woman. I'm gonna go over her bio so I can introduce Lydia Renee to our listeners. A classically trained pianist and accomplished musician, Lydia Renee's sound is best described as smooth, vibrant soul, with influences ranging from Jill Scott and Phyllis Hyman to James Taylor and Carole King. Lydia's blended sound would take audiences to a higher musical plateau. As a native of Mount Holly, New Jersey, Lydia gained her musical experience by performing at music venues all over nearby Philadelphia. And now, Lydia resides in Los Angeles, California, where she just finished working on her debut studio album, Vintage Heart. Lydia teamed up with Grammy-nominated producer Jamil Roberts of the Usher, J. Cole, and Nicki Minaj fame, as well as a very accomplished producer, musician Harry Wilson from the John Legend, Kindred the Family Soul, and Rick Carlos, Nelly, and J. Lo to create a sound all on her own. She is the proud winner of the 2014 LAMN Jam competition previously won by Aloe Black. While in LA, Lydia has had the opportunity to perform at the Taste of Soul Family Festival, which draws a crowd of over 250,000, along with other performers such as Antoinette Smith, Tyrese, Selena Johnson, Tank, and Raheem Devon. While Lydia Renee continues to build upon her ever-growing fan base, she hopes to one day reach the level of music's greatest singer-songwriters and musicians. Her debut album, Venture's Heart, which was released on Tuesday, February 10th, 2015. And I am so excited to welcome to the show, Lydia Renee. Welcome to Steel22Live.tv, Lydia. So, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. That is an impressive bio. So, thank you. <laughs> You've done a whole lot of work. It was so impressive, I was messing it up. But thank God I can edit this thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly fine <laughs> so i'm so excited to be able to have you i mean I, I know you're extremely busy so what i wanted to do i want to kind of get right into it our show is designed to be able to encourage people and there are other singers and songwriters out there who really really have a love and, for, and a passion for music and you seem to have that same kind of love and passion for music, but we want to dive right into who you are. Who is Lily Renee? So give us a little background about where you're from and your family and how you got into the music industry. Okay, cool. Uh, well, again, I'm from South Jersey. Hey! And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in a very, very musical family. Uh, my fiance jokes around that all of my family members sing and play at least three instruments, which is kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, me, my mom, my dad, my aunt, my cousins, all of us uh, were all very musical, so I kind of didn't didn't have a choice mm -hmm. um, in the long run. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> I initially had... Um, Going to school for uh, fashion design, and even when I was even younger, I wanted to be a doctor, but that all kind of changed <laughs> once I graduated um, from college, and I wasn't really getting any job offers that I wanted, so I was like, well, since I'm still not working, let me just try to do this music thing, so, you know, <laughs> it seems like that's all I should be doing, so that's kind of where it all started, wow. and uh, 
the live album in 2009. My family really helped me out to um, do a live album. And ever since then, I've been singing, performing professionally and, you know, pushing my music ever since then. Wow, that's that's inc that's incredible. And who was your inspiration coming up when you were younger? Oh man, musically? Yeah, musically. Okay, uh, so 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 many different people. So when I was younger, I wasn't really allowed to listen to um, hip hop and R and B until I was maybe like in middle school. Oh wow! Oh my goodness, you well, missed a so lot. I, yeah, I grew up in a Christian home. Okay. And um, they weren't very strict at all, but, you know, they just kind of wanted me to listen to other things before I started listening um, to that on the radio. So I used to listen to a lot of smooth jazz, and I loved Anita Baker and Sade. Absolutely. When I was, you know, when I was like six, seven, eight years old, I loved Anita Baker and Sade back when we used to have uh, the smooth jazz station. Mm -hmm. Remember 106. 106.1? <laughs> I yep. remember that one. <laughs> so I used to listen to that station. Mm -hmm. um, I used to listen to easy, the Easy Listening Station. I would listen to the Alternative Rock Station. I love Hootie and the Blowfish and oh, yeah. all those kind of people. I love Dion Ferris and all all of that kind of stuff. And I also used to listen to classical music and all other kinds. Uh, but um, as I started to become older, I loved Jill Scott, like super, super, super duper hardcore fan of Jill Scott. And um, she's definitely a huge influence of mine, as well as um, some old funk bands like Tower of Power, Earth, Wind & Fire, uh, Chicago, that kind of stuff. I loved and my dad. You know, he played that kind of stuff for me growing up. Tiny Hathaway, Stevie Wonder, all that kind of stuff. Wow. So, I've got the <laughs> So, so they catch you uh, listening to all that music. Did you, did, you, did you have, like, the brush in the mirror type thing going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, me and my friends, we used to put on shows together. And we would make videotapes, and we would have dance competitions. Right. So we would do it. We weren't just in the mirror. We were actually out there. Performing, <laughs> you know, huh? Parents, <laughs> you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So essentially, yes. But we used to, I used to have like this little tiny play school boom box with a mic attached to it. But, you know, horrible sound quality. It was for like five-year-olds. But me and my <laughs> best friends we would use it and put it on concerts for our parents mm. and all kinds of stuff so yeah we used to do that kind of stuff oh that's that sounds good now um when you were um coming up do you, do you have your brothers and sisters no i'm an only child oh my goodness are you serious <laughs> i'm very serious <laughs> wow so you must have a lot of benefits being an only child yeah, I always used to beg my mom for a brother and sister, and then at the older the the older I got, I was kind of glad that I didn't have a brother and sister. Mm -hmm. Wow! Well. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably wouldn't have wouldn't got I wouldn't have gotten as much attention and all that kind of stuff. But um, I was very close to my cousins and my friends. What were some of your favorite subjects in school? 
Oh gosh! <laughs> when I was younger, or when I got older, I felt like I was in school my whole life by the time I got to college. But um, I used to like spelling. Okay. Um, definitely, that was probably one of my favorite subjects: mm-hmm. spelling, vocabulary, and writing. If I had to choose a favorite favorite mm-hmm. subject, <laughs> right, right, okay, okay. Write poetry. Whenever we would get to that, um. Whenever we would get to that subject, no matter what level of education I was at, I really liked writing a lot. So you write your own music? Uh-huh. Yes, I do. Wow. <laughs> wow. Now do, you, now, do you write for other people? Have you, I mean, I've seen some of your body, you've done some work, but did you start out writing for other people or you started writing for yourself? Um, I started writing songs when I was in high school, and um, when I uh, graduated college, um, I had an opportunity to work with the two producers, uh, Tedra Mold and Jahari Newton, who produced Miss Education of Lauren Hill, and while I was with them, I kind of got like a first-hand uh, training in what it was like to write songs and pitch them to different artists. So I wrote a couple songs with them to pitch to different artists that they were working with. Um, people like Tony Braxton, Melanie Fiona, Little Mo. They work with a ton of different people. So um, I was really fortunate to work with them when I first started writing for real. So <clears throat> when I first started performing, I got a chance to write with them. So yeah, I have written for other people. Do you like writing more or performing more? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I think I like both equally. Both of them give me two different things. Um, I love performing because I love engaging with the audience and interacting with people. And, you know, performing is really kind of a cathartic thing for me. I always feel like I go to a very deep emotional place. But the same goes for writing. Um, I love to be able to express my words and feelings and have somebody tell me, oh, when you wrote this song, I felt like you took it right out of my diary. You know, this is about my life and all this other kind of stuff. So I think I like both equally. They both give me two different things. The music industry um, has changed. Would you agree with that? Yes, it has. And how do you think the industry is now? And how do you plan on fitting yourself in there and creating that, that, that separate niche and that, that that path for yourself? Okay, I think the industry has changed in that when I was, you know, a child or when I was younger or when I was just a girl, a lot of times all you had to know how to do was sing. And a record label would say, okay, we're going to take this person and... You know, we're going to make them look like this, and we're going to hook them up with this producer and this writer and this person, and they used to do everything, where now you have to be 100% a complete product, and then the label comes along, equipped with your own audience and your own draw and your own everything, and then the label will come along and say, okay, they're doing this pretty well. Let's loan them some money to do it even better. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't do artist development anymore at all. And it's definitely um, kind of a good time to be an independent 
artist because, you know, you can make your own money, you can create your own audience, you can do everything yourself and keep everything because, you know, when you're signed to a label, you have to give them a portion of everything that you do. So right now, I'm definitely just trying to carve a niche for myself. And the audience is out there. There's a lot of independent artists that are doing very, very, very well. And um, I'm definitely trying to bring integrity back to the music industry. Yes, um, <laughs> yes we need I it. A lot of love songs, and I like to do things like that. And I know that right now, R&B is just basically lending itself towards a more sexual nature, which is fine, but that's just not how I, you know, that's just not what I do. And (laughs) I'm never going to put myself out there in a, you know, sexual way or dress a certain type of way just to get attention or anything like that. When the music is good, people will gravitate towards you, um, no matter what. So um, that's definitely what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to bring integrity back, and I'm trying to continue to build my audience. And hopefully one day I can get the attention of a major record label, but for right now I'm definitely trying to put in the work and get my own audience together right now. (laughs) And um, what um, brought you out to L.A.? Uh, I have wanted to move to L.A. years ago. Um, I knew that I needed to do something different. I kind of felt like I was stuck in the same place when I was in Philly and New Jersey, and I knew that in order for my career to go any further, I needed to do something different. You know, you can't stay in the same place to do the same thing and expect different results. And so... One day, I kept talking about it. I kept telling everybody about it, like, yeah, I'm going to move, I'm going to move, I want to move. And finally, um, things started to happen. Like, I was working a full-time job in um, the real estate and insurance industry, and they were downsizing so much that they called us all into a room and said, hey, you know, if you volunteer to leave, we'll give you, a, you know, double the severance pay and you know you'll also be able to get this and get that xyz so long story short i volunteered to leave and i got double the severance pay and i also got you know a whole bunch of other money and my last day at my job was my last day in my apartment and i never looked back and (laughs) it worked out almost perfectly almost like i definitely had to go like the stars lined up perfectly God definitely was in that, and um, I was in a long-distance relationship also, and my now fiancé was already living in uh, Los Angeles. So I moved for music and for love. <laughs> that's it, that's it. And you have a, a supportive fiancé, I would assume? Um, yeah, he's, he, I mean, he's on the album. He's on track number one. Oh, there you um, go. <laughs> now that's support. <laughs> <laughs> He's extremely, extremely supportive. You know, he's introduced me to so many different people and so many different opportunities. And we definitely work together as a team. You know, he's as much invested in my career as I am. You know, besides my parents, he's the most invested person in my career next to me. How important is family to you? 
family is very important. <laughs> um, I, I was talking, I'm, I'm mentoring a young artist right now from Canada, and um, I kept thinking, did I have a mentor? You know, I don't really remember anybody. I kind of had to learn everything on my own. And then I was, as I was talking to my fiance, I was like, my parents were probably my mentors. Everything that I'm doing for um, my artist right now, my parents did for me, and I didn't even realize until, you know, recently. Mm-hmm. Um, after every show, they would tell me the good things and the bad things. They would tell me how to how to run a band rehearsal, you know, how to clean up my lyrical content, how to evoke more emotion on the stage, you know, how to connect with people, everything. Wow. So I... I'm really, really, really blessed that I had two people, number one, that did music, but that were very good at, at the music that they did. Um, they used to have a uh, praise and worship group and a gospel group that they were on tour with when they were younger. So they they know how to do it all. My dad does sound professionally, so, you know, knowing how to do a sound check, you know, knowing how to set up your sound correctly, what to ask about all the equipment that I'm using, knowing exactly what I need. Wow. <laughs> Everything. So um, I didn't realize it until recently. So my family, I was really, really blessed to have two parents that knew what they were talking about um, as far as music goes and everything I needed to do. Absolutely. Um, now, that's very, very important because a lot of people don't, especially a lot of artists, and if you are listening out there, if you're even thinking about getting into the industry and the music industry or um, just from just from my experience, there's a lot of a lot of hours that go into this thing. Right, Lydia? Mm-hmm, yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, it's not easy, but the thing is, if you're passionate about something, and I always like to say, if, if you love what you do, it's not work. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're right. passionate about it, you really don't see time. I mean, you can be in the studio all night long, and it, it gets to a point where you get burnt out. But it, the bottom line is, you know how you, at the job you're like watching the clock most of the time. But when you're doing something that you really are, that you love to do, or called to do, or passionate about, um, time right. sometimes time is not even there. Would you agree? I would definitely agree. Absolutely. And uh, so let me ask this: What are the goals? for this year for Lydia Renee? Well, um, I would like to do a tour. Um, Definitely, I'm going to do some shows on the East Coast in the summertime. Um, I would like to expand to some other states that I've never been to, so I'm working on that with my booking agent, trying to get um, a small tour together, um, trying to get a music video out, from one of my most popular songs on the album. Um, I'm definitely going to start mentoring some more artists and doing some artist development and um, coaching people on how to be better performers. Um, It's definitely a business that I'm trying to start soon. Um, I'm doing it and it's going very, very well, so I'm trying to expand it. (laughs) Oh, that's great. We need (laughs) it. Yeah, definitely, and I'm also um, just trying to get some more uh, radio airplay and just some more exposure, so we're working on a lot of different things, Um, possibly having my music and some TV um, and movies, and we'll see where all of that goes. (laughs) Now, with all that going on, how do you balance your life, career, and family? (laughs) 
Loaded question, well, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, it's, it's not easy. I, I often ask other people how they do it. Um, <laughs> you know, with the with help of God, the grace of God, yes, um, yes. my fiance definitely helps. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. I talk to my mom a lot. I don't know. You just have to work hard and and play hard and remember that. You know, it's it's okay to take a break. It's okay to take a day and say, look, I ain't doing nothing today. Because <laughs> when, when you do music full time, it, it never stops, you know. And um, some days, like every once in a while, I'll be like, you know what? I'm just not going to do anything today. I'm going to watch a movie. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Some ice cream and just not worry about it because I'll go on and on and on and on and on and on. And my fiance will be like, Okay, you need to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I have to send this email. I have to go here, and I have to do this. So um, it's good that he's around to definitely keep me grounded because he does. Um, my parents also still keep me very, very grounded and balanced. So I'm appreciative of all of that. How do you feel about belief, and why is is it so necessary for your success? Um, you definitely have to believe in yourself and you have to remain positive because there's definitely going to be trying times where you're like, oh, I don't know, you know, this is really hard. Why am I doing this? Right. <laughs> and I can think so. And you have to know what the goal is and remind yourself of it constantly. And you definitely have to believe in yourself and you know not be too hard on yourself because it's definitely not going to be easy all of the time none of the time actually (laughs) (laughs) it's not going to be easy at all but when you know what the goal is and you know you know what god has placed on your heart and the promise that he made to you um you just have to keep remembering that and definitely believe in yourself I cast all my cares upon you I lay all of my burdens down at your feet And anytime I don't know what to do cast all my cares upon you I cast all of my cares upon you I lay all of my burdens down at your feet
What was the most challenging time for you in, in your career, and how did you overcome it? No, boy. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a ton of challenging times. Um, the most, the most I guess the one that, that really that sticks out to you. Okay. Um, I'll say before coming to L.A., I felt as though I was stuck, essentially, when I was still working a full-time job and doing music at night or on the weekends. And I used to work, you know, 10, 12-hour days sometimes. I worked a lot. And, um, you know, sometimes I would come home and feel like, you know, I, I don't have the energy to do X, Y, Z, or, you know, I'm really, I don't want to do any shows, or I'm not really, you know, I don't want to practice because I'm so tired. Right. You know, I work all this. I was working almost, I would work every single day some weeks. I would work Monday through Friday, then Saturday, and some a little bit on Sunday. Wow. So I was burnt out. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, an understatement, right? <laughs> you're right. So... I felt like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm here. I don't feel like I should be here. Like, I felt an uncomfortability. Mm -hmm. Like, I shouldn't be here in this space right now. And I'm working in a field that I don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm making somebody else money. Right. And it was really difficult for me because I kind of didn't really see it well. Because, you know, you need money. You need to pay your bills. Right, of <laughs> course. Things. And I feel like a lot of people get stuck in a cycle, and then 30 years later, they're retiring from this job that they never wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So it was very important for me to break out of that cycle to do what it is that I felt like I was being called to do. And if you're being called to do that thing, then you will be taken care of. The mm -hmm. money will find you. If you want to do, you know, I don't know, art, jewelry, whatever it is that you want to do, and you feel like that's all you're thinking about, that's all you have ideas for, that's all you have in your heart, then do it, work on your craft, and the money will find you. So I, I, I keep a journal, and I go to church, and I do all these kinds of things, and finally the window came when it was time for me to move because I wanted to move, but the time had to come for me to move to break out of that cycle. So definitely with prayer and, you know, working on my craft and making sure I was ready to make that transition is how I came out of that. And that's awesome. So what's up next for Lydia Renee in the next couple of months? Are there any shows coming up? Or are you going to, you mentioned a tour, but is there anything on the schedule as of right now? As of right now, uh, we're working on getting the schedule together. <laughs> there you go. That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's usually how it works. Like, I'll go. hang out with you, and then when I wake up tomorrow, I'll have, like, three emails. Mm -hmm, that's right. Oh, hey, can you perform here, XYZ? So, um, I definitely have a couple. Of, I definitely know I have some acoustic shows coming up. I just don't know what dates yet. But I have some acoustic shows coming up in LA and some other things. So, yeah, we go. we have a lot on the agenda. Right. That sounds good. <laughs> now, now, how can people get a hold of you? Okay. Um. Again, my album's called Vintage Heart. And you can get it either on my website at LydiaRenee.com, L-Y-D-I-A-R-E-N-E.com, 
or at LydiaRenee.BandCamp, B-A-N-D-C-A-M-P, dot com, uh, Facebook.com slash LydiaRenee, on Twitter, um, at Lydia underscore Renee, on Instagram, LydiaRenee S, with the letter S at the end of Lydia Renee. And, yeah, that's how you can contact me. All my information is on LydiaRenee.com. Awesome. And you'll be able to uh, check her out on our page. We're going to update the show notes, and you'll be able to get there, get that information as well. She'll have her nice, beautiful picture that we got off of our page up there as well. <laughs> and I just want to thank you so much for being able to come on the show. One last thing, for that one listener who's out there who's thinking about getting into the industry, what piece of advice could you give them? Uh, the one piece of advice that I would give them is to focus Number one, work on your craft and make sure you stay ready so you don't have to get ready. <laughs> and also, focus on one thing and try to achieve that goal and move on to the next goal, whether it's getting one professional song done, whether it's doing a concert, whether it's doing an album, whether it's doing a music video. Focus on that one goal so you can give it all your attention and then move on to the next goal and things will come a lot more easier than trying to do five things at once. Yeah, I heard that if you try to catch two rabbits, you're not going to catch either one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Lydia Renee, we thank you so much for being on the show. Her album is called Vintage Heart. It was released on February 10th, and I'm so excited to have have you on the show. We are honored. I'm definitely going to pick up that album. And if you don't mind, during the show, I'm going to play one of your tracks in the background so people can get a little snippet of what you, of what, of what Miss Lydia Renee is about. And I thank you so much for being on the show today with, with us, Lydia. Oh, thank you so much. I had a great time. Thank uh, you for having me. And by the way, I'm going to be in L.A. in about a week and a half. So as soon as I get out there, I want to be able to take you and your fiancé out and be able to meet this great guy. <laughs> yes, definitely. All right, definitely. I'll definitely look you up, okay? All right. Thanks a lot. God bless. All right, bye-bye. At the end of every episode, when you listen to Studio22Live.tv, you are always going to be able to look forward to some words of encouragement, inspiration, or words of wisdom that can get you through the rest of your day, week, or the rest of the year. And the one I want to end with today is a quote from John Maxwell, and it's simply this. Success is knowing your purpose in life, growing to reach your maximum potential, and sowing seeds that benefit others. Studio Thank you so much for listening to the Studio22Live.tv podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. We strive to continue to add values to the lives of all of our listeners, and we appreciate you for giving us time out of your day. Don't forget, you can call us at 610-466-5461, and you can check out the show notes and resource links on our website, as well as subscribe to our newsletter, and you can send us your questions, birthday shoutouts, comments, and suggestions on studio22live.tv. That's S-T-U-D-E-O-2-2-Live.tv. Always positive. Always on.